To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God, to walk in his laws which he set before us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 65 is on page 416, and Psalm 67 begins on 418. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me. O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receiveth unto thee. He shall dwell in thy courts, and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation. Thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of them that remain in the broad sea. Who in his strength settest fast the mountains, and is girded about with power. Who stilleth the raging of the sea, and the noise of his waves, and the badness of the peoples. They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens. Thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee. Thou visitest the earth, and blesseth it. Thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. Thou preparest their corn, for so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain, and blesseth the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. Thou shalt drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. 
The fold shall be full of sheep, and the valleys also shall stand so thick with corn that they shall laugh and sing. Psalm 67 God be merciful unto us and bless us, and show us the light of his countenance, and be merciful unto us. That thy ways may be known among the earth, thou saveth health among all nations. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. O let the nations rejoice and be glad, for thou shalt judge the folks righteously, and govern the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise thee, O God, yea, let all the peoples praise thee. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall give us his blessing. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the world shall fear him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth verse of the fifth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Go up on her walls and destroy, but do not make a complete end. Take away her branches, for they are not the Lord's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt very treacherously with me, says the Lord. They have lied about the Lord and said, It is not he. Neither will evil come upon us, nor shall we see sword or famine. And the prophets become wind, for the word is not in them. Thus shall it be done to them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, Because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in your mouth fire, and this people wood, and it shall devour them. Behold, I will bring a nation against you from afar, O house of Israel, says the Lord. It is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know, nor can you understand what they say. Their quiver is like an open tomb. They are all mighty men, and they shall eat up your harvest and your bread, which your sons and daughters should eat. They shall eat up your flocks and your herds. They shall eat up your vines and your fig trees. They shall destroy your fortified cities in which you trust with the sword. Nevertheless, in those days, says the Lord, I will not make a complete end of you. And it will be when you say, why does the Lord our God do all these things to us? Then you shall answer them, just as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve aliens in a land that is not yours. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 11th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. 
It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters went to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that make us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, 
Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, we have a couple Psalms, an Old Testament and a New Testament, and uh, you wouldn't know it necessarily by reading the Old Testament, but I'll tell you why in just a minute. But we have some optimism and hope. And the hope is for the faithful, the people that focus on the eternal rather than the temporal. But for those who are not faithful, that's not so much in the hope department. So we see in um, Psalm 65, a, a psalm of praise. It's full of hope and confident, and even it's, it's even enthusiastic in its uh, feelings and response to God's goodness. And it doesn't have any complaints or curses. And so we think it probably was one of the psalms used at one of the festivals, either the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the spring. So uh, one of the things that we, we read in um, is the word atonement. It's found three times in the psalms. And it means, atonement means to cover sin and its effects. And in the Old Testament, atonement was symbolized in sacrificial ritual. And of course, in the New Testament, Jesus uh, was the sacrifice that was our one-time atonement. In 67, it's a brief psalm, and it, it develops a couple optimistic themes. One is um, the result of God's mercy and the future universal worship of God. So as we focus on the eternal rather than the temporal during Lent, we can look forward to the fact and know that God is in control. God is, God is the king of the universe and that his promises and his will will happen. Um, there's this uh, verse in verse 1 in uh, the sixth, Psalm 67. It says face to shine, and it's kind of interesting because it's uh, face to shine was was used when a king smiled on somebody, one of his his people, or someone that was coming to him. Um, the petitioner was likely to receive his request. So the fact that God shine his face shines upon us is that our, we're going to receive what we need or our request to be saved. So we look in in um, Jeremiah, and as dark as some of the things that are going to happen, there's still hope for the the people. And so the people who aren't faithful are depicted as vine branches that are to be destroyed, cut and burnt. And uh, they didn't know the Lord in a saving relationship because they were trying to play, um, play like they were religious, but they didn't actually have the religion living in their hearts. So they were also described as having eyes but not seeing and ears but not hearing. And that was used in Isaiah and also Jesus himself used that to talk about false professors, uh, professors of the faith. They also are pretty, um, in, in this passage of Jeremiah, he comes down really hard on the prophets, the false prophets who speak what the people want to hear. So that makes them even more, um, because of their position and, and what they should have been teaching, and they teach the other, the opposite way. So the hope is found in the last verse, and I will not make a complete end of you. I will not make a complete end of you. So there's, there is hope. And there's the people who are faithful, because when you think about it, there's uh, whenever there's a crowd in a, uh, some of the people feel one way and others feel the other way. So just uh, important to remember that those of us who are faithful, um, we, we, we look forward to the reward of God. So as we look into the, um, this one of our, probably one of our most familiar passages the, as we move into the healing or raising of the dead of Lazarus. And I think it's important to remember that 
the reason for this happening was that the Son of God may be glorified. And I remember Father um, David one time talked in his sermon, and he said that any time someone was raised from the dead, it was really never for the benefit of the person who was raised from the dead. It was the, for the benefit of the people around. Um, and we remember Jesus was walking into Jerusalem, and there was a funeral coming out, and he saw the mother, and he probably felt for his own mother, and he, he touched the man and raised him from the dead. It wasn't for the man. It was for the mother. And so in this case, it's for the, the glory of God to be shown. Uh, another thing that we think of, and because we think of this a lot, and you hear it a lot in the New Testament, um, is sleep. Um, Paul, Paul, when the Thessalonians asked them, well, what, you know, they were expecting Jesus to come back yesterday or tomorrow or 10 minutes from now. And they said, what about those who have died? And he goes, those who sleep. And so what, it's, what it uh, tells us is that there's a state that we don't know about. It's an intermediate state between the fulfillment of the kingdom and, and our departure from uh, this part of the kingdom. And that's why we pray for the communion of saints. We believe that we're never out of the kingdom. We just leave this world until Jesus comes again. And so I think the really important thing is, and the hopeful part, is death is not a finale for the believer. Uh, in, in death, we have hope. And I like, um, one of my favorite characters is Thomas. And I think his, his words are something we should maybe even think of and take in as, as maybe, a, I guess, a motto or a, 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 way, of, a way of thought in life for us. Because we, it's important that we have this attitude that we're willing to do this. But as Jesus goes into Jerusalem, and you remember at the beginning of the passage, they said, you know, why are you going to Jerusalem? Remember, they want to kill you there. And he said, yep, but we're going to Jerusalem. And um, Thomas's remark, and, and I think it's what I want to conclude with tonight, is let us go that we may die with him. Because what we know is when we die with him, we really live. So tonight we have the litany, and I have a, um, a link to the litany. And um, we offer tonight's litany and thanksgiving to God for the hope that we have. We also uh, ask God to remember our, our uh, mission, our work to spread his gospel, both through the missions of our church and, and to the people that we see each day. O God the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God, have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to so rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord that it may please thee to send forth laborers into the harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word and to receive it with pure affection and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate.
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed, especially granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy and in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and that it may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed and in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, pour out thy Holy Spirit upon this parish and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight and um, praying the litany with me. Uh, thank you to Barb for responding. Aaliyah, excellent job reading as always. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Oh, Have a wonderful night, everybody. Oh, Good night. Good night. Thanks.